The presenting sponsor of Upmarket is Aereo, the best place to help manage and grow your real estate media business. Online at Aereo.com. That's A-R-Y-E-O.com. Welcome to Upmarket, a podcast about the business of real estate photography and media. My name is Reed Fish. I am a co-founder, the CEO of Upmarket Media, a real estate media company based in Southern California. And lucky me, I'm here today with Mark Corcoran, another co-founder, CFO. No, you're not the CFO. I'm not. No, you're, I'm the COO. Chief Operating Officer. And we're, yeah, and this episode is really just going to be about what the Chief Operating Officer does. Do you even know? Oh boy. No, what it's actually not going to be. Yeah. yeah, I don't even, we don't even know. Um, but you have to, when you're doing the corporation, you have to like fill out the, the things. And so Mark is the COO and I'm the CEO. Anyway, what we really want to talk about today actually is kind of systems. And, and this is something that we've been really working hard over the last few months about at Upmarket Media is how are we making things as efficient as possible? And, you know, there's going to be two different kind of main systems that we're doing and that's good you know one is going to be on kind of the admin side um the workflows there and then the other is um on the shooting side and so i think first mark we want to talk about our kind of shooting protocols and like how we have kind of refined it and to make it as efficient as possible as as we're trying to scale up our business and so like if you're thinking about it what is the since we've come together a year and a half ago what's been the one biggest change that we've done that has really increased our shoot efficiency um, in your well, mind? Great question. I mean, Oh, thanks. I really, oh, I've worked hard on it. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, obviously when we came together, we had a, I guess, uh, the photo, our photos kind of looked similar to the end user, but our process of shooting yeah. was fairly different. Yes. Um, so that was kind of the biggest thing that we had to come together on. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to hire someone and train them, are we going to train them on the way you shoot the way I used right. to shoot? Are we going to come up with a new method of shooting? Right. And well, and we decided that we would use your method because you're a better teacher and your photos look I know your method, I think, was more repeatable and it was mm-hmm. more of was it, it wasn't flambient. I was doing flambient. Yeah, I mean, no, it was, I was considered flambient mm-hmm. using, you know, off camera lighting, taking a shot with just the ambient light, blending it together later to mm-hmm. make it look more natural. So, yeah, that was kind of my shooting style, which is something I picked up, you know, through the, through the groups and kind of trial and error, whatever worked best for me. Uh Um, and you know, the first photographer we hired when we came together had lighting experience. So that's kind of what we went with, was the flambient kind of style. Yeah. And I think even then, like you were going to be like more heading up the photo side where I was probably Mm -hmm. more quote unquote heading up the video and the 3d side. Um, yeah, and so you know, the first sense. person we hired was kind of in my area, and it yeah. just kind of made sense. That's where the most yeah. of our business was. So I would kind of took over the training, even though, you know, they spent yeah. some time training with you. And then we're like, well, what is it? You know, are yeah. we really and, training them on the same and way? And I feel like you're a more technical person and a more technical photographer than I am. So it made sense to kind of do what you were doing because I felt like that was more repeatable. But then, mm-hmm. um, so we did that, and that was kind of over the first year. And then we went to PFRE last year. Uh, last November, um, the two of us went and I think that really opened our eyes. Um, PFRE, the photography for real estate, Mm -hmm. uh, now PMRE conference. Um, and then we made a pretty big change after we did that, after we We met some people. Yeah. We talked to people. We're looking, you know, what's your Instagram? Let's, you know, connect on social. Mm -hmm. We're looking at their photos and like, oh, you know, what kind of style are you shooting? Your photos look great. 
And, you know, we kind of came to this epiphany, I think, of like, this is like, you know, something we need to change to be more efficient. And you want to tell them what happened? I I think you should, because I, I, because I think for, like, for me, it was like, it's not a no big deal, but I think you, you feel have more drama about it. Yeah. I mean, to me, well, let's just say what it was. We essentially (laughs) moved away from using lighting. We're not really, we're not flambient shooters anymore. My lights, you know, come Mm -hmm. out every now and again when I do a... Oh, a designer shoot, which oh. we're even moving away from that. I don't even know where mine are. Yeah. So it's like we're essentially an HDR shooting yes. squad now. And it's something I thought, honestly, I would never do. Right. And there's kind of two camps in this right. industry. There's the lighting camp and there's the HDR camp. Yeah. And if you're in the lighting camp, you kind of look at the HDR like, oh, that just looks muddy. That looks right. this. The colors right. aren't good. But it was, I think the key that made mm-hmm. it possible for us was finding the editing team that could yeah, really enhance sure. and, and create the, the end product that looked to me awesome. Yeah. I think you really, yeah, I think, I guess you had to kind of swallow your pride a little bit to do it. Whereas mm-hmm. for me, like I didn't even know you could do HDR at a certain point, you know, and then I think over the last year or, you know, two, you know, hanging out with you more, I realized, Oh, this is a debate. Like, cause mm-hmm. I, you know, I was never on the message boards. I never, like I've talked about, like I've not, like I don't have a serious interest in that technical side of like real estate photography. So I just kind of did what I did and it mm-hmm. made, and it worked. And so I didn't really do much outside of that. And I think, and we can shout them out, Colab Media uh, up in, um, they're not Seattle, but around Seattle, Anthony and Kamika, we kind of hung out with them at PFRE mm-hmm. and he was just like, yeah, we just shoot HDR. And we were looking at his photos and like, well, they look pretty yeah. good. I remember talking about, yeah, these guys are not using lighting. Like we could potentially, yeah. you know, we could, yeah. let's figure this I out. I mean, these photos are within, I mean, look, our photos are better, of course, but uh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like they're in range of what we yeah. can deliver. No. And mm-hmm. they were, they're really good. So um, I, so we, you know, I remember I was kind of eager because I was even so coming back from PFRE, you know, last winter, I was still coming to the end of wanting to shoot. um, But we hadn't officially said that. And um, so I was like, yeah, let me just not light this. And then I was like, oh, this is going to if I can just do this, this is actually going to make me want to be able to shoot longer because I was, Mm -hmm. you know, lighting was just such a a pain in the ass. And I had the system down where it didn't take that long, but still. I mean, just getting all the gear out, getting everything else. It was just yeah. I mean, if you're looking at an on-site efficiency and like the amount of time it takes to shoot with lights or without, I mean, it's basically wow. cut our shooting time in half. I think. Oh, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, and I think we, you know, like a while back in Slack, like Chelsea asked, you know, just we're because we're just trying to figure out how to how do we schedule, and it was like, hey, Mark, how fast do you think you can shoot a you know, 1500 square foot now house mm-hmm. now. And you're like, well, half an hour. Yeah. Easy. And you know, for me, I, you know, it was like, I think I said like 29 minutes. So I was like, <laughs> you got I, me on that one. yeah, no, I clearly I'm much faster. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think we're, you know, down to, if it was, if it's a lockbox, ho- lockbox house that's ready, I mean, we can probably do it in a little under 30 minutes. Oh yeah. I, I can be in and out in 20 minutes now. A lot of homes. Yeah. Cause you already know where you're going to place the camera. You're not worried about lighting. Yeah. It's just like boom, boom, boom. Oh yeah. I mean, so, and then I think even for the, the biggest thing, right. So even for us, yes, we can, you know, we're on site way less time, but that doesn't mean though that you can double the amount of shoots you do. I still don't think you can do like eight shoots in a day. I mean, I'm sure you could. 
for, you know, one day, but mm -hmm. th it's just too many. But yeah. by the time you're driving around, by the time you're interfacing with agents, you're, right. you don't and there's always stuff. the house is like, oh, it's not ready. We got to move stuff room to room. Yeah. And it's like, even so, though you can be efficient. The yeah. You still, you, you still have to work that buffer into your schedule. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest advantage is that uh, outside of even just the time spent is that it's easily trainable. And then it does even with our newer photographers, even if they don't have too much of a background, it's easier for them to grasp the concepts behind it. And then it's also going to be way less time on site for them because that kind of um, workflow of doing the lighting, it takes a long time to teach. And then, you know, it takes a while before you're quick, quick at it. Yeah. And it's expensive as a business owner, right? right. To buy like, you know, two or $300 lights and right. Cause we're, because we, as we've talked about, we're sub, cause we have employees, we supply the equipment. We're not asking our, you know, we're not asking for independent contractors to come in with all this equipment. Yeah. Um, so, and that's one thing, even if you are doing independent contractors, if you're shooting HDR, it does make it easier because you're going to be more likely to find someone who has the right equipment. Um, exactly. That, yeah. It doesn't have to go then. Yeah. Drop a thousand dollars on a lighting kit or whatever, whatever you're going to. Yeah. No, that's a part of it. And I mean, for me, it, it was scary. I mean, I'll be honest. It was like, cause I think the natural progression of most people that get into this field is like you start and you figure out, Oh, I can do HDR. I can just crank that through Lightroom or mm -hmm. infuse or Photoshop or whatever, or photomatics. Mm -hmm. I can do that myself. It's relatively easy. It's a lower threshold to get in. Right. Then you kind of start looking and seeing what people are doing in the groups and your competition. And right. Then you kind of up your game, start bringing in the lighting, which is what I did. Right. And like once you kind of figure that out and you have this look and this brightness and this crispness mm -hmm. that you feel like to me, I felt like it was going to be going backwards. Our quality was going to be dropping down and it was right. I didn't you know, want to potentially lose clients or get negative right. feedback. So right. that was a scary thing. For yeah. Me well, I, I don't really like care was, about our quality. So, <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> no, I do. I, 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 that's totally a joke, but there's a little bit of truth in it. I do. Of course I care about our quality, but I also think that, you know, the old saying, it just has to be good enough mm -hmm. for real estate. And, and yeah. so I think that trying to get it to that extra five to 10% polished, all the, you know, super hardcore, you know, photo people are into is like, you know, th that's a lot of effort to get to that 10%. It is. And if you're doing the high-end interior design stuff and magazine stuff, then you're going to be using lighting and you're just, yeah. it's in a different kind of business model than what we're trying to do. And well, for sure. And, and I think that, um, like I wasn't too worried. I mean, a little bit, I guess I, you know, I, I, I like to say all these grand things sometimes, but I did want to see the reaction of our clients. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, it was kind of surprising how much pushback we got from clients about it. Right. Because I, I was definitely thinking like, uh, you know, that we would get some pushback, but we got yeah. none. We got zero feedback, right? Zero. It was, I mean, I remember checking in with one of my favorite clients, one of our high volume clients and she's, you know, I was like, Oh, I just want to check in. We've done a few shoots for you over the last few weeks. Have you seen anything different? Noticed anything different about the photos? Oh yeah. I wanted to say, I really, really liked the photos. On, and I was like, it was almost like she was telling me our photos had gotten better. And I was like, wow, that was like kind of a weight off. And like, all right, we can really yeah. make this work. So I think that, that not only has no one noticed a difference, but no one has noticed, like literally not even noticed that we're not doing lights. Yeah. Even at the shoots. And I, I back when I was doing more shoots, 
I remember even with certain clients, because we didn't really want to advertise that we're now shooting HDR, because I think no one even really knows what it is if they're Mm -hmm. a realtor, so it doesn't really matter. But um, I remember having realtors who were kind of hanging out during the shoot, and I said, hey, do you you notice anything different about the way I'm shooting? And no one could even... Yeah. at all you're not noticing the giant flash that used to blind you and like all the stuff yeah. and the triggers and the light stands and like no don't even notice no <laughs> it's all in our head right and it's then, all part of like that letting go of like and then i think i told one client about it on site and, and then they got nervous oh am i mm-hmm. gonna like these photos and i said well if you you know if you don't like them i'm happy to reshoot it using lights so mm-hmm. let's just go through the process and didn't hear a peep from them yeah I remember you and I talking about that, like, oh, this is going to be our kind of go-to response of like, yeah, we'll offer to reshoot for free. We'll bring the lighting. We'll do all this. But we never even had to have that conversation. Right? No, not not at all. Mm-hmm. I, and again, and it goes back to what you said earlier, that that we have a great editing team yeah, and they're just killing it. And so That's I think you, can, part you can see bad... Um, uh, bad HDR edits. I guess I'm sure they're 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 out there, but yeah. But I, I mean, think one of our main competitors in town, who we've picked up quite a few clients from, does terrible HDR in my opinion, and it's oh, just the right, whites just right. look gray and muddy. And you you know, most people know what I'm talking about. The windows just mm-hmm. everything just kind of has a haziness, and the colors are not right. And it's just you can tell at bad HDR. And that in my head was like, oh my god, we're gonna be you know delivering right. that, but we're way. But ours are, ours are looking pretty crisp. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, and they're doing, and they're doing the window polls. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it gives a look, right. It gives that certain real estatey look. And I think Mm -hmm. that you do get pushback from some people. Um, I, I notice people, you, you know, in whatever, in the real estate groups on Facebook, you're always, there's always going to be someone chirping about anything that you, you, you think or, or do. Yeah. And there's going to be people listening like, oh, I could, you know, it's like, they'll be gossiping like, oh, how could they, how dare they like, you know. (laughs) They're like beneath me kind of thing, but it's like, it's the editing, it's the whole thing. And it's, it's worth investigating if you're well, looking to scale. Right. Because so, and I think the, the biggest takeaway for me that I think is, is, is not even that it's actionable, but I think that it's indicative for people who are thinking about this kind of th- stuff is the reaction from our clients, which has mm-hmm. been no reaction. Yeah. I mean, that's what um, matters at the end of the day, right? right? Whether just, you and I think this color is off or that's what, whatever. It's like, right. Exactly. N- completely irrelevant. And so I just know they keep, booking and they keep paying their invoices Mm -hmm. and we get feedback all the time. Oh, these photos are amazing. Yeah. You know, that, that's the feedback we get. And clients are always telling, Oh, you know, whenever I have an open house or a broker open, people are always asking about the photos. Oh, who does your photos? Your photos look amazing. So it's all, it's all, all gravy, all positive. So, so, so the, so that is the takeaway that there's been no pushback from clients and our, uh, on time or, you know, our, our onsite time spent on shoots, has been cut in half mm-hmm. and it's as we scale it's way easier to train our new employees our yeah. new shooters on it and way so, easy to create create that consistent product exactly. right it's just all our photos are looking right. much more similar now and so uh, to me there's really no downside i mean you know do some test shoots and if you you know send them to your editors or if you're still editing yourself you know maybe learn how to do it uh, learn how to edit but uh, you know I, I that's a topic for a different day you really should just be outsourcing your photos, but, um, your photo editing. Um, so that's, I think the biggest change we've made, but what else are we kind of thinking about, um, for our shooting efficiency? And when we're, when, you know, what are we telling our employees? Mm -hmm. What are the, what are the things that as we're trying to scale are the things that we've really drilled down on? Um, do you, I have one in my head. Yeah. I I mean, I, 
I think just kind of bigger picture, when we came together with our different shooting styles and kind of figured out how we're going to shoot, I think ideally before you hire your first shooter, you want to have a systematic workflow of this is how you shoot, this is how you enter a home, this is how you work through a property, this is kind of your mm-hmm. shot list. I mean, we right. Right. we and kind of run and gunned it, I guess, because we were all figuring it out when we right. hired Chelsea. What is our process? Right. Well, and and everyone who's listening to this podcast has their process they do at shoots, right? So, mm-hmm. and they're all going to be pretty similar. But how are we streamlining it in a way to tell our employees, right? So, mm-hmm. what and and I think we've there's all the stuff of like you know when you're finished, make sure the door's locked if the realtor isn't there, all that kind of stuff. And that's not really what we're getting into because everyone has to do that. But like, what's the shot list? What's the, the how are we? Um, helping what are we telling our employees to do as they prepare for shoots to make it so that they're not there so long i mean one is let's have this specific shot list and let's try not to overshoot right um uh and we but that's an issue that i think that we're having is that yeah. we're we're all overshooting and and mm-hmm. the 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 drawback from hdr is because it's easy to shoot you end up shooting more yeah you don't have to move lights and figure out this it's just like oh let me get this corner well i might as well get that corner too and just in case Mm -hmm. i'll get this shot and i'll get two angles of this bedroom just so we have it yeah and then those get uploaded to the editors and so every day we are processing way more photos than we probably need to yeah i mean i I know for me i used to not bill on square footage i used to bill like this house let's shoot 25 photos 35 now i'm saying like man a house i used to deliver 25 now we're delivering 40 to 45 it's just like wow it's almost doubled how many photos we're sending yeah and that's too many i think Mm -hmm. i i don't think we need to to descend that many um but it's 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 hard to edit it down and it's hard to actually have your your employee shooters edit it down because i know they are always I think for them, they just want to make sure they don't miss anything and they don't want to get yeah. in quote unquote in trouble or, yeah. you know. And I think we've had to send all of our team members back to a property at some point because they missed this part of the kitchen or we missed a bathroom or something. So that's kind of, you know, something that we Yeah. And that's happened to, you know, this happened to all of this happened to you and I as well. So it's, it's not going to be unique to, to an employee. And I, and I think, you know, as you're shooting, Mark, you're doing, yeah, like you said, you're doing way more photos now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something that we're really, we, we really should add, um, figure out how we can do less photos because it does, if you're shooting five extra photos every single shoot and you do 10 shoots in a day, you know, between your team, I mean, and okay, even if you're paying what, a, you know, let's say a buck a photo for editing, mm-hmm. I mean, that's 50 bucks a day. Yeah. That, that you're spending extra on editing that you just don't even need. Yeah. And it's not insignificant. It's like, you know, it's a little bit more time on site and it's almost like you're, you're training your agents too, to be expecting all these photos yeah, when it's exactly. like they really, you know, you don't need 50 photos for a small house. No, 20 no. to 25 is plenty. So yeah, no, no, I, I, I really think we have to, we have to figure that out more. The other thing I think for, for, as we're kind of wrapping up the first half of the show is that to me is the biggest thing that sticks out about how, to make your shoot efficiency uh, is not having homeowners home. Yeah, I mean, that is, and you know, we came out of COVID. That was like a dream where, uh, I mean, it was a dream within a complete and total nightmare, uh, but it was not having homeowners home um, uh, w- was so key. Cause, it, cause I think I figured out that if there's homeowners home, 
every single time you will waste between 10 minutes to up to 45 minutes just by having that yeah, homeowner home. Absolutely. So if you want to have efficient shoots, you can't have the homeowners there. And that is tricky. I mean, we always try to um, talk about, I mean, Chelsea, how much are you talking to realtors about that? But when people are booking, are, are you mentioning it still? I try to, and I can. Oh, by the way, Chelsea's here yes. producing. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> On the sidelines. Um, I try to when I can, but, and, you know, I think the realtors really try to have them out, Mm -hmm. but it also gets stressful, especially right now. I've heard a lot because it's hot outside. Oh yeah. (laughs) So they don't want the homeowners outside or the dogs can't be outside too long. So Uh everyone's a little stressful right now about it. Yeah, they can't. I mean, I guess people could go to the movies. I mean, that's what I was like. Can you just go out to lunch or a movie? Yeah. But you know. I don't know. Go to Trader Joe's, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I whatever. mean, agents, I think it's, we need to retrain our agents, right? To train For the sure. homeowners. Because well, we're not communicating with the homeowner that's, until we show that's up. That's more like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. No, and you can't, the individual homeowner, it's really the agent. And so I think that we, I, and it's something I've kind of wanted to do since, since a lot of the COVID protocols have been loosened is kind of really hammer down and like, you know, I like, I don't think we can actually just ban homeowners, but I think like, like I've thought like having this thing where we're, where we have something that we say to the realtors or that, that, that goes to, um, the everyone before you shoot is like, Hey, look, one of the lessons we learned during COVID is that, that, um, you know, it's so much more efficient for us. You get a better product. We're there. You're there less time. We're there less time. Yes. It just makes everything better if the homeowners are not there. And, and you have to, I think, find a very nice way to say that and, and a way to say it that, the realtor can just show this document to the homeowner and say, oh, here's why you shouldn't be at the home. Yeah, it needs to be framed in a certain way that's kind of positive yeah. that we're going to do and we have, and, and we haven't um, figured that out. If anyone who's listening has figured that out of how mm-hmm. they can always have the homeowners gone, uh, we, you know, drop us a line. We would we really appreciate uh, um you know, that language. Yeah. And then we'll, you know, and we'll share it on the podcast if we, if we get mm. someone. Uh, I mean, I know agents are all capable of doing it, right? Because mm-hmm. every time once the, they get the photos, the home is listed and they're starting to do showings or broker right. opens, you know, the home is empty then. They're well, going to empty out and homeowners, look, dogs, whatever. Yeah. And everyone, agents hate the homeowners too. So it's the, the we're all on the same page. I mean, no one mm-hmm. wants the homeowners around. That's the, like everyone's worst nightmare. Yeah. Because then they're tweaking and, yeah. you know, just it's like. Yeah. I had one agent tell me, she was like, well, if you really want to have the homeowners gone, just tell the agent that if the homeowner's there, they have to be there the entire time because no agent wants to hang out with their homeowner for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Or I I still get a lot of like, oh, I'm going to be there. I might as well do my walkthrough. I might as well do my paperwork and the contract. Oh, we're just going to be in here doing paperwork, Mark, while you're shooting around us. Yeah. And like, you know, that's not efficient either, but the home, the agent's like, well, I've got to be there for an hour. I might as well make it. Well, sure. Sure. They're trying, they're they're trying to be efficient with their Mm -hmm. time. And, and I think, uh, and and then that goes, obviously all these things, everyone who's shot a house knows about this. You know, you don't want the agents there, uh, doing showings. You don't want, um, the inspections happening. You don't want the, uh, sewer lateral people there. You don't want the the termite guy, all those people should not be, this is, you know, a shooting is not a time when then other contractors should be able to be there because that always, always, always sets you back. The one thing that I do that does not make things efficient, but that if you are still out there shooting and you're an owner of the company or you have, uh, you've trained your photographers in sales is that if you're shooting during caravan, I actually think there's advantage to that, even though, oh my God, what a pain in the ass, Mm -hmm. but it gives you, um, 
a lot of FaceTime with clients. Yeah, that's true. So that's that's a moment where I don't mind the inefficiency. Yeah, you're uh, going to double at least your shoot time, but you're going to be face-to-face. Well, oh, hey, Mark, it's so-and-so. Oh, I haven't seen you. Oh, you're absolutely. shooting for this guy? I, and I've met a ton of people, and mm-hmm. that's that's a moment. Oh, you're a shooter. Oh, can I have your card? I mean, that's yeah. that's really the moment because they're seeing you in action. So it's even in a way, it's even better than like a networking event because mm-hmm. they really then you know put that image of you and your company is, oh, this is what they do. Totally, and especially if you're shooting for a high-end agent or someone you know who's big in town that they respect, then they're like, "Oh, I want to know who you know shoots for this so-and-so agent." Exactly. Yeah. All right. That was very efficient, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was an efficient thing. So we're talking about efficiency. We're being efficient. So let's have a little break. We're going to do our social media sidebar. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about kind of more admin efficiencies, and then do 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 do. We have an action items coming at the end. All right. See you in a sec. Mark, can you guess who the presenting sponsor of Upmarket Podcast is? I think I memorized it by now, yeah. It's some company, right? Aereo? Aereo. That's it. Aereo. The best place to manage and grow your real estate media business online. We love so many things about Aereo. One of the things that we've been working on lately, and we're actually going to talk a lot in the second half of the show about it, but for the purposes of this ad, we want to mention the App Store because we haven't really, or the app. Is it the App Store? Yeah, their app integrations. App integration. Yeah, mm-hmm. is it? We haven't really talked about that, but we really worked hard this week on integrating our QuickBooks uh, into Aereo. So that's one of the things you can do. They have, um, you know, Square, Stripe, uh, QuickBooks, uh, Zapier. I don't know. I'm not looking at the page right now, but they have a bunch of integrations. So we just matched all our products up with our QuickBooks invoicing and and got our client list going and and uh, merged. Um, so we're really excited to have that, that, that Aereo has that capability because it's going to make our life a lot easier. So I think in a lot of the ways that we're looking to be efficient, those things in the app store are great. Huge, Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Aereo is a, a, a robust system, right? We're using a small part of it, but we're learning like, you know, we can really integrate a lot more things into it and utilize it to right. be more efficient in our business. So if you want to be more efficient in your business. I would use Aereo. I'm just, you know, it's a hearty recommendation from Upmarket Media. If you use the code Upmarket and you're a new user, you're going to get 15 free bonus listings with every new account. Do it. Do it. Good people of the podcast world, we have some big, giant, huge, amazing news to share in our social media sidebar today. Mark. I'm proud to announce that we finally have social media for the Upmarket podcast. Wow, we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. We're Upmarket Pod at both those places. So come on, give us a like on either platform. But you know, honestly, both platforms yeah, would be great. Check them out. We're a little light on content, but we're building. Well, it we're right. making content right now. Chelsea yeah. just Chelsea just did some uh, behind the scenes. Did you do video or photos? Video. How oh, did I look? It looks wonderful. Oh, of course. Well, you, the, the video, uh, how did I look in the video? You I don't. wonderful. Oh, I Wait, okay. you're by the window. You're better lighting, man. Come on, that's not fair. Yeah, well, you that's... have the nice morning light coming in. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's I, that, that was very much on purpose. Um, so we're going to be filling out that stuff with, with social media. You can also like DM us uh, on those platforms. Uh, if there's stuff, you know, questions you have about the podcast or stuff you w- want to see us cover in the podcast. I think it's going to be, I'm really excited to, to kind of um, 
interface with listeners in a new yeah, way. Yeah, we've been already getting some good feedback, right? Oh, I love this, love this show, love that episode. Love some, yeah, that's you know, great. It's awesome to hear yeah. from people out there. Yeah, we we love it. And so we're upmarketpod there, and then we're upmarketpod.com. Uh, you can join our mailing list. I think that's we're trying to get people to to join the mailing list, uh, so you can kind of keep abreast of all the exciting happenings for the upmarket podcast. Um, and yeah, so one of the things that's happening is we're really loving rate ratings and reviews. So you can go on your favorite podcast platform, rate review. Yeah. We love that kind of stuff. Let us know what we're offering, you know, what the value is. We'd love to hear. Yeah. As long, again, just as always, as long as it's five stars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anything else you can just DM us privately. <laughs> uh, any, any other social media earthquakes? Uh, let's see. Instagram. We were still cranking Instagram, but one thing right. they rolled out, which I liked, is you know something they have in common with Facebook now is you can pin a post on Instagram. Uh, so we kind of rolled out our kind of services overview video. Oh, we so did. So I that's pinned right. that to our Instagram. So that's the first thing. If che- if you're checking us out on Upmarket Media, then you're right. going to see that. It's kind of an overview of what we do and what we offer, and it's cool. And you know, yeah, so I think yeah. so. So that video is like a we did like a minute long video, and we kind of use some cool cool graphics and, hit, and man, yeah and uh, fancy editing tricks mm-hmm. um and just made an overview for people when they come on our website or they hit uh, hit us up that they're going to be able to see exactly what we're all about and you know it's kind of showcasing some of the, the cooler stuff we've done yeah our twilights our cinematic stuff you know all that stuff it's rolled into a minute and it's, it's yeah there, it's so. a cool video so mm-hmm. I, yeah I, I think it's worth checking out uh so because you might want to think about creating something like that for your business as well i think it's uh, it's been handy for us and it's also something we can if we're if we're ever doing like a um, a networking event uh, or you know where we have like a booth at like a realtor mm-hmm. expo or something, that's something that we can have looped on on a monitor as well. Totally. So, which is not social media; it's kind of in person social media. So, all right, we're gonna come back and do the last half of the show and end with our action items. So, Mark, you actually during the break you kind of said that you forgot something about the shoot efficiency section and you were going to add it in. Yeah. So just, add it in now, please. All right, let's go. Yeah. Just something I thought about like when we started training, when we first hired our new employee that we trained right. together right. Um, without naming names, and they're actually not with us anymore. <laughs> right. right. Um, for if, certain, if you followed the podcast, yeah, so we, yeah. We had to let somebody go, but. Which is another whole thing. Um, but when we first started training that person, like I spent time in the field like, you know, hands-on training them. They were shadowing me. I shadowed them. And I got to the point where I felt like, you know, we could set them free on their own. And they had all that knowledge in their head. Um, and that was enough, maybe, because we were small. We were one or two employees. Right. But we quickly learned that there's, you know, there's a lot of decisions that you make mm-hmm. on the shoe. There's a lot of things that you go through that you don't really think about because you've just done it thousands right. of times. Um, and we started just seeing, I guess, mistakes or things that were forgotten Yeah. to the point yeah. where we needed... And, you know, I guess it kind of ended up being a blessing that this person was a little bit forgetful or, you right. know, not maybe um, the most on it with certain things that it kind of forced us to write things down. It's like, all right, we need not just a shot list. We need like a daily checklist for our shooters. Right. So it's like, you know, look at your schedule for tomorrow. It's kind of the whole thing. We laid it out. Your calendar. Right. What are your what are your services right. that you're offering? What equipment do you need to bring? How many batteries do you need? Like all of those things. We right. It kind of right. forced us to write all that out as like a daily Right. Kind of checklist like, almost for like a, Almost like a handbook. Yeah. 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 And that that was really helpful when we hired our second shooter. It was like, hey, here's everything. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm going to train you. I'm going to be hands-on. But here's something 
do your homework. This is what we do. So it gives, it just was right. a huge, right, right, right. huge value for our next shooters. And it just kind of set right. us up for success. Well, and, and if you bring it back to the efficiency standpoint, then it made training our newest, newer shooters that much more efficient because yeah. it's not, then we didn't have to just remember all this stuff. It's actually exactly. just there in a document. So, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, as you're setting up these systems, write it down, mm-hmm. make it, you know, make it shareable with your employees so that then yes. everyone can get on the same page and then they can always refer to that. And then it cuts back, it cuts down those phone call you know it cuts down the mistakes and then it mm-hmm. cuts down the them calling you frantically like oh i've i might have forgot this yeah because it takes basically what it does it takes that information out of your head and puts it in a, a document right so it, you as the owner aren't the bottleneck anymore because right. everything has to funnel through you oh do i shoot this bathroom this way do I, how do i do upload the photo like right you know they have somewhere else to go it's not coming to you right 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 so I think that's good information. I'm glad we shared that. But then bring it back to kind of the post-production side or the, you know, and the, and the admin side. What are, does anything stick out as like being our biggest system efficiency system? I don't know. I don't know the term I'm looking for here, but. Um, let's see. I mean, having our, setting up our business phone line as a, as a one point of contact, I think oh, that yeah. was a huge efficiency. And it's right. something that, you know, even we're 18 months plus in. There's, you still get right. those clients that haven't used us in a while or are used to texting me or calling me. So we're still funneling people right. out of texting us separately and coming through into right. this, you know, one point of contact. Right. Do you want to add anything to that, Chelsea? Yeah, I mean, I think what we've talked about before, yeah. open phone and Slack yeah, have I, been lifesavers Yeah, for I us. think if you, if you go back to, I think it's the third episode, the, 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 the Chelsea, I think it's the most important thing you can do to scale your business episode yes. with, uh, <laughs> with, where we really get into it with Chelsea. Uh, we did talk about open phone. We talked about Slack, our communication systems, because yeah. that's that the, the whole communication thing is like such it's so, the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. And the more efficient you can be with that, uh, the better. And then it goes to, you know, something else we covered, I think, on the episode we had Liz on um, where even just having the gusto system where people mm-hmm. are um uh, it just makes the whole HR getting paid thing so much easier. Everyone can log in. It's like there, there's, a, I mean, because that's what it is. It is a system. It is an a, a, that you can be efficient at. And I think um, too, we'll have in the show notes. Um, I, you know, Gusto and like Open Phone are things that we love so much um, that. And if you want to try them, we definitely have. Um, uh, referral codes that we can give you. And I think like for Gusto, if you, if you're trying to scale and you have an employees and you want to have people uh, be working for you and have an efficient way to pay them, I think they'll even give you like a hundred dollar gift card if you use our referral link. So just as, nice. just as a note, you know, whenever we talk about stuff and there are referral codes, we'll just throw them in the show notes. I'm not going to drill down on it all the time, but it is a good thing to think about. Um, so, so we had those communication systems. And so then, um, Mark, what were you thinking about? You were thinking about a, another one on the admin side. I was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking into my brain now. I, I You're freaking well, me I, out. I thought you, I thought you had something. Um, I think the next thing will be. Oh, thank you, Chelsea producer coming getting in. Getting our calendar and scheduling uh, sorted out. Right. So that it's a little more automated. Right. We're so, working on. Right. And so I think that's the thing is, is for us in, in kind of the idea behind this whole podcast is like, come along on our journey of scaling. This is, we're not coming at it and presenting to everyone out there that we have every single answer on all this stuff. We're learning as we're going. And so what we've been doing um, this summer already is really trying to make some of these things more efficient. And I don't know if we really have a plan for the scheduling, but we've really been working on, um, uh, the biggest one that we're really trying to get in place 
uh, before August is um, our invoicing. Yeah, and invoicing is becoming, you know, a pain point. You're handling oh. it all, and it's just, man, it's a beast, right? The bigger we get, yeah. the more of a beast it becomes. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 brutal. Um, and and I'm not shooting, but then I'm like finding, okay, then then you end up wanting to do invoicing like every day, and it's still it just takes up so much time and mental energy. Um, and and I think we're just doing it in a way that's inefficient. And it hurts our business. And I think it's we're only doing it this way because that's just how we've kind of always done it, which is mm-hmm. basically what we're doing now is we do shoots and then we invoice after the shoot is done. And then we just send a QuickBooks in, uh, invoice through email. And then technically payment is due when services are rendered, but we don't enforce that. There's no like way that you have to pay in order to download the photos. I mean, we let people download everything first and then pay. And so... Many people pay very quickly. Um, I would say most people pay relatively quickly, but then you get the people who don't. And and the people who don't maybe take a week to pay or two weeks or three and sometimes even a month. Yeah, and, and that can backlog, right? And we can get some pretty crazy numbers. Of- yeah, and that's the thing is in, in, in effectively what you're doing is not only do you have to mentally look, you're looking in QuickBooks, oh, this is two weeks overdue. Okay, I'm going to send a reminder notice. And then you have to, you just, you have to think about it, but you're also in effect loaning your clients money interest-free. And I mean, I think like that was, uh, you know, we had a moment, uh, we don't really like to talk about numbers too much on here, but like, you know, we had like $40,000 in accounts receivable mm-hmm. at, at a certain moment. And it's just like, well, that's $40,000 that should be in our bank account. That's not there. Yeah. And work I, has been done. It's been delivered. It's yeah. listed like, you know, yeah. where's and, the money? And we, we need that money. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, we don't have enough money that we can just not have $40,000 in our bank account. I mean, you know, when you have all these employees, when you have, and you know, Mark and I, we need to get paid, uh, Liz and Laurel need to get paid. I mean, everyone needs to get paid. We got payroll. We got to, we got to keep that money churning through. So to have it where that the accounts receivable can get out of hand is actually a, a, it's, it's like a detriment to us. It's like, it's, I would say it's not even a pain point. It's like, it it can be like, it could be bad. Yeah. We, and you know, we've, you know, we've kind of learned to live with a certain level of it and there'll always be, I think some of it yeah. depending on what we do, but you know, we have, you know, monthly check-ins with our bookkeeper and our bookkeepers even like, yeah, oh, this is, you know, this, this is not an ideal way to run your business yeah. guys. There needs to be a better way. Yes. And so we have decided to embrace a better way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and this isn't part of our sponsorship deal with Aereo, but we are really um, trying to integrate Aereo more. And so we are going to move, we tested it out yesterday for the first time and this morning. Yes. Yeah. That and it, both of them paid. Yes, exactly. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Is that we are now kind of, we, we were, we're going to do invoicing through Aereo and we're moving to a system where it's pay to download. And we tried it out on two new clients, you know, zero pushback. There may be some pushback on existing clients who don't like to pay as quickly, but you know, tough shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just like we've talked about. It's like everywhere you go and buy products, buy services, you know, most of the time you get your product, your service, and you pay to receive it. Yeah. So that's what we're kind of doing. I don't, yeah, I don't get my groceries to, I don't take my groceries home and try them out and then pay like two, Mm -hmm. three weeks later. Yeah. People are used to it, right? And I feel like new clients, when we deliver the photos, are like, oh, I didn't see the invoice. Where's the button to pay? And people are kind of almost expecting it. Yeah. So I'd like, well, let's give them what they and want. And I think it makes it more efficient for them too because then they don't have to then think about it a week later. Oh, yeah, I got to pay for those photos. And and I think because we're going to be using Stripe, it will store your credit card details. So it should just be very easy, like a one-button push and maybe put in their security code or whatever they're going to have to do. 
Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, on the client side, it should be pretty painless. Yeah, and I feel like I, for, I, I've always been nervous to do that, I guess, back in the day. Not anymore, I feel like. Whatever, it's fine. If you have a problem with it, then go find someone else. But um, <laughs> yeah. I... It, it, and I think it goes back to maybe a, a self-confidence issue or a, a confidence in your business or just not wanting to um, or feeling like your business is struggling and like you don't want to have anything out there that is going to lose you a client. Yeah. Right? Who's it's going to they're going to be offended that you're asking them to pay at that at that moment. Uh, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. a dumb way to think, but I think people think that way. And I, I've thought that way. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of the things was like, oh, well, they're just going to pay blindly without seeing stuff. But it's like, no, right. Ario has, you know, thought this out and they can preview everything. They can look at the images in full resolution if they want. The full res ones have a watermark on them so they can right. screenshot it, I guess. But it's like they can see everything there. It's not like they're paying blind for something they don't know. Right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I, I think it's going to transform, uh, the business. It's going to let us, not only is it going to make sure our revenue, um, is, is more consistent. Um, but it's also going to free up a lot of my time, which, yes. you know, I like that. Yeah. And it's gonna, honestly, for me too, you have a two week vacation coming up and I know I'm going to be shooting even more than I already am on a mm-hmm. full-time schedule. I'm like, man, I got to like do all that invoicing again. It's like, Oh, where am I going to find the time? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to check in about this client. Well, and it gets, gonna... and it's training too. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you have done some invoicing before, but it's like, we have, you know, we have one brokerage we work with that pays for the photos on the brokerage level, but then the agent pays for certain add-ons unless mm-hmm. it's a property that's over 1.5 million. And then the brokerage pays for half of yeah. the aerial shots. I and mean, you've it's, explained it, it to me a couple of times and oh. to you, you've got it down, but to me, I'm just like, yeah. wait, oh, what? No. <laughs> it's a pain. And, and, and to be honest, we're still going to, with that one brokerage, we're probably still going to have to manually invoice. Um, but that's maybe 10 to 15% of our volume. So it's going to be mm-hmm. way, way less. Uh, you know, anything that, that if, if we can make it like 90% better and, automated i mean yeah. that's that's a giant win that's kind of our our thing right yeah that's huge Let's right do that. i mean it would be nice that if it was 100 percent. so so we're really going to move that um uh kind of launch that for all our clients coming up i mean any day yeah i think in the next week or two we're going to roll that out and it's going to be something that chelsea our admin can handle more than you having to be involved with right and that's you know area right now we're doing the listings but they have the order side so all of our products and pricing is created with the order Mm-hmm. Tie it with the listing. They pay to download it. They get the invoice. That invoice then gets synced to QuickBooks. So on our bookkeeping back end, it's still the same. Mm-hmm. We can still analyze things through QuickBooks. but Right. But the other thing is uh, the, the orders. So we have not been... So typically now, and I think it goes back to what Chelsea brought up a few minutes ago, uh, is kind of the scheduling uh, issue. And so because we haven't been using Aereo for our scheduling... We've just been kind of doing that in Google Calendar, and then I would write the invoice based off what's in Google Calendar. And then in Aereo, we would just use it where we would um, just make the listings that then generate the property websites and the delivery stuff for for the clients, and and Chelsea would add in all the elements manually. But then we wouldn't be doing like a quote-unquote order in Aereo because if we're not invoicing through there, then it does show the realtor like, oh, this is unpaid. And then sometimes they'll mm-hmm. have some questions about that. So what we're going to do now is actually input every shoot that we do as an order in Aereo. Um, and then um, and then I think we're really going to try to be pushing clients to actually order through our website more and order um, on our new app. 
that is also through Aereo, which we haven't actually rolled out to people yet. Uh, but it, And it's just for iPhone, but you should be able to, you not should, I've tried it out. You can order, uh, you can download your photos through the app. So the more we can direct people to get into our website or the app to order, I think is also going to make it more efficient because it's going to cut back those, a lot of those texts back and forth of what's the property address. What's, you know, Hey, what's your schedule like next week, Mark? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also <laughs> Every, at the end of the year, people, text. <laughs> people want to like, Oh, do you have a summary of like what we've done? So we have to go into QuickBooks, but this way it's like, boom, they can log into their area. Everything's going to be there. Right, 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 right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, like Chelsea, do you think there's going to be, I mean, how hard do you think it's going to be to get people to, to order through Ariel? I think it's going to be. Kind uh, of some people will be very interesting. <laughs> I'll just use that word. Right. It's well, and be I just difficult. Don't, yeah. Some people will still never use it. Yeah. They're just not going to. No. And I think that's, and that's okay. Again, if, if you can, if we can get 50% of our clients, yeah. 70% of our clients doing it, then that, that's going to make things really a lot easier. Yeah. I think most people will want to do right. it because it's new and it's, you know, it's modern and it's just going to make everything easier. And once they get mm-hmm. the hang of it, it'll be great. But I, yeah. And I do think that realtors, you know, they can be set in their ways a bit, but I do think they're busy, important people. And so anything <laughs> yeah. that makes their life quicker and easier, exactly. then I think that a lot of people are going to, are, are going to embrace. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And one potential benefit too of us with people going through the order form is like, they're going to see all of our suite of services that they're, you know, people get locked oh, in. Oh, I'm right. going to do photos. And to Chelsea, I got another one. Need photos and aerials. That's like, right. you know, they're and then, not necessarily and Chelsea's thinking. Chelsea's constantly asking, oh, you want Matterport with that? Yeah. They're going to log in and see our packages. They're going to see the Matterport, the right. cinematic twilight. Oh, I didn't even think know, about that. Things that they might not be on their radar or they might not even know that we offer. Right. So. Well, and especially like, because I think in the order form, right, we can, um, manually kind of say what product comes first. It's not just I has to be alphabetical. We can I think now. Can. I think yeah. it's a new thing that we can do. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're definitely going to put our quote unquote most popular package that isn't mm-hmm. actually that popular, but we want to say it's the most popular because uh, that's what we want people to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, our most popular package is if people are doing packages, that's, that's, that is the popular one. Um, but we'll put that first. And not just a, you know, 2,000 square foot photo shoot. That right. shouldn't be So first. they kind of just swipe down, oh, there's the photos or whatever. But right. it's like, yeah. Yeah, make them go over the good stuff to get to the, you know. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's an upside for sure. Yeah. Going through an order form. Yeah, go through, you got to go through the cookie aisle to get to the milk. There it is. Yeah. yeah, it's the Costco thing, right? The roast chicken's in the back of the store. Like, <laughs> yeah. here, come on through and see what else we offer to yeah. get what you thought you wanted. And then, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I need a video with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you like that Costco roast chicken? Oh, no, but it's just their, pro- it's their whole thing. You don't That's, like it? Oh, we get it sometimes, yeah. But. I'm not, we're not members. Oh, I mean, it's a $5 <laughs> roast chicken and it's like 30 pounds. It's a giant, yeah. it's ridiculous. Chelsea, yeah. Sounds very healthy. Chelsea, yeah. you're, you're, you're a foodie. Yeah. What's your take on the roast chicken? Um, It's pretty salty. Right. My dad loves them. Okay. He feeds them to his dog, which yeah. is very healthy. <laughs> People go <laughs> in and get carts them. full of them, I'm sure, to resell in their business. Pure you sodium. Just, you either go buy a $15 chicken and roast it yourself or you right. go to Costco and buy yeah. it ready to right. go for five bucks. All right. Well, that's some efficiency right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for our next uh, market party, Costco chickens. So I, I do think that that's going to uh, doing the ordering through Aereo. So there's going to be a ton of good stuff. So scheduling like Chelsea, then what what is our solution? Because I know w- w- the, one of the things for us is that uh, we I think we're still kind of on the mind of like, you know, automating the scheduling is just too difficult. There's just too many variables. Um, and ultimately we want to control who goes where and when, 
as much as we can um, for efficiency's standpoint. Um, so. I don't know. Uh-huh. We're still working it out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like with area <laughs> scheduling, there's a way we can use parts of what we want without having it fully automated where the realtor's like, I right. want 2 p.m. with Mark on this day and they dial it in. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think it's going to be having our schedule on there and then me just reaching out to rearrange things. Okay. So they can book through there. I, I mean, that's what I'm thinking is going to be the most efficient. Uh-huh. So, that so that they would look, so that they would look on there and see... But they would see that X photographer is available at a certain time. Yeah. yeah. See, but that's but I, but I think that the it's very the, limiting though. It's... The the issue for that is actually as we're as we're scaling, is I think we're trying to get Mark to shoot less, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so like then are we just going to put Mark available for two days a week or I, I don't know. It's it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's tricky. I don't know. We're going to have to look at more integration because I know there's more calendar ones on Ariel. Mm-hmm. Um which I've been researching. So it's just going to, we're just going to have to play around with it and see what works. Yeah. I think the, ideally for us, we want the client to select maybe a morning or an afternoon. Yes. Shoot with our company, not with a specific photographer. And then we tweak the timing and we, we plug in who's available from there rather than them seeing an exact time and an exact photographer. Yeah. I, I like having like, have it like, for them to be able to say, oh, here's our preferred date and our preferred time of day. Yes. You know, that's, and it's preferred. That doesn't mean that's what they're going to get, right? <laughs> exactly. So that, that, that's the important thing. Because mm-hmm. then if they if they can get in there and say, oh, well, I'm going to shoot with Market 2 on Tuesday. And then we have to say, well, actually, no. Then, well, why was that available then? You know. Yeah. So yeah, then it gets messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And it's hard. You're factoring. And I know, I think Aereo has it where it, it factors in drive times and all that kind of stuff. But Man, it's 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 tricky, and I don't think it's factoring in um, traffic, uh, uh, you know, construction traffic between right. <laughs> between Santa Barbara and Ventura. So. Yeah, there's no way to factor in certain things when you have a big coverage area like we do, right? Yeah, work in progress. That's, you know, <laughs> it is. is. I mean, well, Everything just is. like all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we automating? What's our system for? our mailing list? Because I think that's a big one, right? So there's, I, I think there's a ton of marketing automations that that people can do that we can do. And I think we're really just scratching the surface on that. So is, are we doing anything automated? Automated? No. no. I manually add all our new clients into MailChimp. Right. I bet there's a zap for that, right? Because I think what mm-hmm. we, we also, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we want to start using Zapier. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Yeah. Zapier. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Now Zap- I don't know. <laughs> Zap- so I think there's apps where like, it probably because it does integrate with Aereo. Like, if a new client is created in Aereo, it probably right. will add them to our mailing list that, uh, in Mailchimp. I would imagine that seems like a very straightforward mm-hmm. thing yeah. that, that could be automated, right? doesn't it? Yeah, but I know other people, and in fact, I kind of have a lead on someone to talk to about this. I because we were just talking before the show about there's so much more on the kind of marketing client relations side that I think we could automate, uh, and that you know there are some very robust like CRMs out there. Um, because Aereo is not really a, a CRM. Um, so, uh, and what does CRM stand for again? I can't remember a client customer relations customer. management. Oh yeah. Something yeah, or other like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and I've used CRMs in the past and, and I just feel like I, without, you know, kind of in the era before upmarket media, but without having a dedicated admin, then it, it just becomes difficult because you're not gonna, it's just hard to 
do all that stuff if you're on your own as yeah, we, yeah, uh, as we've sure. talked about. Yeah. So we have that separated with MailChimp and, you know, obviously there's dozens of other options oh, out there, sure. but it's for like sure. that for us with the email marketing and the size of our list and the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, it's fairly user-friendly and we can all log in and tweak it and it's, yeah, it seems to work. And so I think that, you know, there's all these things that, you know, having kind of the drip emails and you know, all those kind of things, I think that we could, we could definitely kind of automate that a bit more. I mean, I think our mailing list and our, is as everything, a work in progress. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right now we have one essential landing point one mailing list right. where we have our monthly newsletter that we send out but yeah we can automate the new people coming in should be in a separate mailing list and get you know this is the drip these are our services this is how we can help you these are the pain points we can help you you know overcome right. like yeah that right. can definitely be automated and tweaked and improved yeah yeah exactly um so yeah so we're not really i i feel like i the, if we could figure out a way to kind of automate um, our marketing a bit more, I mean, that would be very, very helpful because I think we have all these grand ideas about marketing and then actually just having the time to execute them is is always, (laughs) it always escapes us, right? You Mm -hmm. know, we always, that's, you know, it's just the turn of the business just always gets in the way. And just to say one more time then too, like if you're listening and you have something that you've done, that a system that you've implemented that really you feel like makes kind of the, on the admin side, you know, something more efficient, definitely reach out. We would love to hear about it. Um, talk about it on the podcast potentially. Cause, cause we're really, I think that, you know, over the next probably six months to a year, I think that's one of the things that we're really going to be focusing on is how can we automate as many processes as we can? Um, because it just, like, like we always talk about, it's like, we just come up with so much daily work that we have to do that, that the less we, the more we can cut down on kind of those grindy tasks, then the more that allows Chelsea to actually do real marketing and it allows Mark and I to do, you know, to relax on the beach or, you know, yeah. whatever it is that we're going to be doing. <laughs> Focus on it rather than, you know, get stuck in more. it. It's oh, little, you did. Okay. It's a little thing. But it's a little, it's, I, we, I, we're all about the little, little things. But it's a little thing that we added to my routine for the day that I feel helps a lot uh-huh. is the priority list to our editors. Oh. So every day at the end of the day, I send out the priority list of which shoots need to be done fastest to right. our editors so that they upload them first. Right. Because, because our editors especially on higher volume days are not getting all of our shoots because we start our work day here at 8 a.m. Yes. and all of the shoots are not in from the previous day by 8 a.m. Yes. I think most of them are usually, right? It depends on the day. Right. <laughs> Sometimes they're very slow. And, right. But most right. of them are. Yeah. Usually. Which it, I mean, that in itself is pretty impressive, right? I think if you're looking for yeah. an editor like that has right. to be a key thing. If you're delivering next day, like, man. Waking up and seeing your shoots there is yeah pretty amazing. That's a big that's a big efficiency thing, and you know efficiency and action are a lot. I think very very intertwined. And in fact, I'm going to go first with my action item because it actually is right just what we were talking about. My action item today is people for the love of God outsource your editing. I mean, it's just and I know if you are trying to be high end and you you really want that small client base that and it's very particular, that's one thing. Don't outsource your editing, that's fine. But for anyone trying to scale, there's no way you can scale this business unless you have an in-house editing team or you're outsourcing your editing. You cannot be doing it yourself. Your shooters cannot be doing it. It's just too much time. And it always goes back to it doesn't make your life better. It makes your life so much harder. And outsourcing your editing is kind of the first big step it's the it's kind of the the way that you can become much more efficient and just reclaim some of your time like 
if you outsource and you get in the, in, and Mark, I know you have something you want to add to this, mm-hmm. the, this outsourcing discussion. Um, uh, but I, I cannot recommend it more highly, but the caveat is Mark. Yeah. Well, the caveat is to spend time and do it right. Cause I right. mean, if you're a real estate photographer out there, you're likely getting bombarded with emails from editors and you'll see mm-hmm. that, you know, some of them, their English is not great. And some of them, the photos are like, Oh my God, I'm not going to pay for that. And like, right. there's, there's, Dozens, if not hundreds of options out oh, there. Hundreds, and it's yeah. like if you're grinding it out four or five shoots a day editing yourself and it's like that seems like a, a big undertaking, like another thing mm-hmm. to do, but it's worth yeah. putting the time into yeah. researching it and doing and so it the, and finding the right editor. Yeah. And there's tons of overseas editors. Obviously, yeah, you're getting emails probably all the time from them. And then there's, of course, like the, you know, photo up, which is U.S. based customer mm-hmm. support. Um, we've used photo up before. They're great. So, I mean, there's there's the like the there's a lot of different options you can have. And yeah. in a way it's an overwhelming amount of options. It is. It's, it's, it takes some time, but it's worth doing right. Like we've talked about before, we both had different editors when we came mm-hmm. together, we used mine cause they were cheaper and quicker at delivering. Yeah. Um, but then now that we've switched yeah, shooting we switched. styles and we're doing HDR, I would not use my old editor. They weren't yeah, up to par. We, we just got to a point where we couldn't use them even before we did HDR because they mm-hmm. just, it just, the quality was too, uneven and you know they were cheap and fast but that was they were cheap and fast but not that good yeah so exactly so yeah do it right find the right person and if you're struggling like look around ask around in the groups people share editors all the time yeah for sure Mm -hmm. mark okay action item we're talking about efficiencies workflows Mm -hmm. it's just a general mindset and i think it's probably one of the keys to scaling your business is to just have this mindset of of systematizing and yeah that is a word Systematizing. It is a word. You looked it up. It, I looked it up. Yeah, oh. I don't know. Is it just a New Ze- is it New Zealand word? <laughs> I don't think or is so. This, okay. There's All a right. Z in there. It's an American <laughs> something or other, but it's just a general mindset of system. Looking at your business, uh-huh. all the things that you do in an invoicing, shooting, editing, scheduling, delivering, uh-huh. and creating a process or a system that you literally don't just think about. You write it out. And it's a mm-hmm. process, so it's not just that tribal knowledge. It's not stuff in your head. Mm-hmm. You're literally like mapping out all the systems for your business. And mm-hmm. I think the general mindset of it is, is it's think about your business as if you were trying to franchise your business and create a new company in a different state, different city. Mm-hmm. How would you settle those things up if you weren't there on the ground, if you weren't right. the one answering the phones, delivering, shooting? So that really will help you in the future as you hire employees and start to delegate and ultimately remove yourself from the day-to-day stuff as having those systems and workflows in place. Right. And I think that just goes back to what this whole episode is about. And, and, yeah. and I think what this whole journey is about. I mean, that is a really big action item. I don't, that's, it like, is. That, it's a little bit, you have a big, yeah. to, a big <laughs> shoot, but it's like, it's that having that Maybe mindset. The action item is make, is write down the systems for one of your processes. Right. So yeah, it's Start a two-step thing. It's the yeah. general mindset, but it's also like looking at the individual yeah. thing. So pick one thing, shooting, there and then write yeah. out your workflow for your shooting, then go to the next thing, invoicing, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that, and that's, 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 that goes back to all of this stuff, right? It's the, the longest journey to start with the smallest step, right? Is mm-hmm. it's like, yes, that is a big thing. But if you can just start with one of those things, then you have it. And then you yeah. can think about that. And then you can go on to the next, you know, two months later, you write down the next right. one. And it's not sexy, yeah. right? And it's yeah. not going to make you money right. right away, but it's, it's going to yeah. be huge down it, the road. It lays the foundation. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's go systemize and make more money. Systematize. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Chelsea, thank you. I I loved having you chime in. 
It was fun. Oh, it always is. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Chelsea. Yeah. And thank you to all our listeners. We're, we're, the podcast is growing. We're so excited about it. Thank you to everyone. And we're going to have a lot more content coming up. So yeah, you'll, you'll hear it. Subscribe. Thanks everyone. See you in the next one. Upmarket is a production of Upmarket Media. This episode was produced by Chelsea Froelich and recorded, edited, and mixed by Marco Guerrero. We're so happy you listened today and really hope you'll listen to the next one too. In the meantime, our wish for you is to not have to do any Friday night twilight shoots. Thank you for everything.